Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't bump it too much. Uh, oh, wait, am I introing? We didn't even talk about that. Um, oh, we're, yeah, we're live. Sure. I'll intro. Yeah. Hi. This is, like, this is going to be a chaotic episode, but it's going to be so much fun. Welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. This is Brandon. <laughs> He's my nephew. He really shouldn't be on camera, but that's we're just going to live with that today, I guess. Um. And this is going to be a fun episode. I'm really excited because I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but like the elite are back together. Or as Haley would say it, they're complete elite. I'm not going to give that any context. I'm just going to let it simmer. Um, but That's my logic excited. of the week, you know? I had, to, I had to become Ryan in our text thread. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I really did. Um, are you? <laughs> you want to play Animal Crossing? Okay, so we have to turn the sound down then. Okay, because my people don't want to hear you playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, anyway, we're gonna talk about being the elite today. We're gonna talk about uh, the elite today. We're gonna talk about our favorite double or nothing memories. We're just gonna have a good time. Um, it's gonna be like I said, a chaotic episode. I know you. Can, if you want to turn the sound on, you got to go over there. That's the rules. I don't make them. God does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a chaotic episode. If you can hear things in the background, it's because there's a four-year-old here. Nothing I can do about it. He is playing Animal Crossing. But uh, we have a couple super chats that we should start with. So Matt says, hi, Haley and Kylie. It's my girls. After today's BT ending, could you see Kenny turning on Hanger and the Bucks at double or nothing? Hmm. I don't I don't think so. I I think that they kind of cleared up a lot of questions that maybe a lot of people had about, oh, does Kenny know about it? Like if he doesn't know, like how is he gonna react? But I feel like we've kind of cleared air on some of that stuff i do think that maybe we'll see Takesh to turn though um especially because his absence has been quite loud lately 
But I don't think Kenny no, would. I don't know. It'll be really interesting because on being the elite, um, if you missed it, the Dark Order told Kenny Omega about Matt Jackson's nod, but he like already knew, which I thought it was really funny because Matt Jackson was like, uh, it's not like I've been having panic attacks and like sweating bullets about it. <laughs> so I don't think Kenny turns. I think Takeshita turns. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, it's interesting to think about it because if Kenny knew and there's like no betrayal, back up, bud. Um, then I don't know where um, Ibushi comes in. That's fair. And especially because they're doing anarchy in the arena. Um, like, we're not doing blood and guts like a lot of people had thought. So, yeah, I don't know where Ibushi comes into play, but they have a plan. And I'm ready for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, and Haley and I talked about this a little bit on last week or maybe it was the week before. But, like, this double or nothing feels a little weird. Like, I'm not that into a lot of the matches that are happening, but, like, this elite story to me feels incomplete, but, like, in a good way. Like, you would expect that the Hangman reunion would happen at Double or Nothing or later, uh, and it didn't. It happened now on Dynamite of all <laughs> – not even, like, not even like a special or a special Dynamite or something. It just happened on Dynamite. So I'm really excited to see what Double or Nothing has in store because of – I don't think it was abrupt, the reunion, the elite reunion. I think it was a long time coming. But I definitely think there's unpredictability for where the story goes from here. Unpredictability? Unpredictability? A predictability? <laughs> what is it? Someone tell me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I, I do feel like this double or nothing is a little... I don't want to say like lackluster, but you know, it, it's, it could use something like an Ibushi or something like that, or a surprise like Takeshita turning to kind of, you know, give it a little oomph. A little oomph. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of matches on this card that I'm like, uh, like, I don't care that it's there. Like I'm not mad at it, but like, well, except for Jeff Jarrett, hey, but, but um, it's just like, some of them, to me at least, could be dynamite matches or like TV special mm -hmm. matches, and not. But I trust that it'll be okay. Um, and then we have another super chat from Ryan, who says, "Why did the console gamer get a headache at the art museum? Too many frames." I love it. Incredible. Um, so, if you guys want your question or your comments read on air, um, you can submit a super chat, and we'll read every every single super chat. And again, I apologize for the loud child in the room, but family things happen. And sometimes if you have watched any of like my earliest wrestling media stuff, he was there a lot younger, but he was there. So this is just him making his return cameo. As he should. <laughs> and you know, he likes the elite. So it's perfect. <laughs> he does. We were watching BTE earlier and he was like, just watching like a little like a little elite fan we've indoctrinated him since birth there's a picture of me holding him at like four months old and wrestle kingdom is on <laughs> like an old wrestle kingdom it was great uh, he's, he's and he does super kick parties and beats up his dad it's the best like how can you judge a child for that you know we stand, we stand. <laughs> um i i was gonna go somewhere with that but i don't remember where it was 
uh, we have a lot. We're not going to do um, double nothing is this weekend, which I found out today. By the way, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I really and I were texting and I was like, oh my God, double nothing is this weekend. It is. Uh, we're not going to do like a double nothing preview because like we said, some of the matches are just like blah, at least to us. Some of the matches are blah. Um, but we're going to talk about the elite. We're going to talk about some of our favorite double nothing memories. We're just going to have like a good little chill session with you guys. If you're cool with that. Even if you're not cool with that, this is what's going to happen. So. We're cool with it. So that's all that matters. <laughs> I love that Haley. So on Twitter today, Haley was like, I wonder who we're gonna who we're gonna piss off today. <laughs> we made so many people mad last week, you guys, with the title and like the thumbnail of Tag Talk. People were so mad. But it was like a joke. And like I thought we were in on that, you know. But you know, the tag talk viewers now, and that's all that matters. The neckbeards. It was a joke, but it's fine. I kind of enjoyed it. Um so, Haley, do you, do yeah. we we kind of just like talked about? Um, oh, we have another super chat from our dad, Chris, who says can't stay but just want to stop by and say hi. Did you both get your hair done? It looks nice. I mean, I washed my hair. <laughs> I washed it I'm yesterday. Clean. Yeah, I'm clean. You know, <laughs> I took a bath. <laughs> I'm bathed. Is that what you mean? Um. Thank you for the super chat. And also, if you have any um, Bleacher Report IT issues this weekend during Double or Nothing, make sure to submit them to Chris uh, at BR Doctor on Twitter. He is the head of IT. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we kind of talked about being the elite. And so... Do you want to talk about the elite now? Talk about what happened on Dynamite. Of course, that I wasn't watching. <laughs> oh my god, that's I totally just forgot about that until right now. Yeah, so I didn't watch Dynamite this week live, but I saw everybody on Twitter, and I was like, I should probably tune in for whenever John Callis gets on screen because I know so at the end. Happen. Yeah, because I know <laughs> something's gonna happen, and then I was like, okay, well, whatever, I don't see him, and I was hungry, so I went and I made nachos. And then, like, I'm gone, making my nachos. I'm all happy about it. And I walk out to the living room, eat my nachos. I open my phone. I have, like, 30 notifications. And I was like, what's going on? I thought something bad happened online. <laughs> I was very scared about it. And I open my phone, and it's just people tagging me and Kylie in tweets about the Elite. And I love them. They made my day. But that's how I found out <laughs> that the Elite reunited. <laughs> It was so funny because I was like confused because they kept saying Don Callis will speak. Don Callis will speak. They kept saying Don Callis will speak. Don Callis will speak, and then he wasn't. And then we got we got to like the last match, and I was like, Don Callis is just not gonna speak. But it was at the end, yeah. Which should have been a red flag to me, but it wasn't. Like in my head, I'm like, okay, Don Callis is just gonna be at the end, and like. John Moxley will beat up Kenny Omega and like we'll set up next week for the go home episode of Dynamite. Um, I did not expect the reunion to happen here. I, I mentioned earlier I thought it was going to happen at Double or Nothing, Double or Nothing or Forbidden Door, but I'm kind of glad it happened here. So basically, Don Callis comes out and he basically says, like, I'm the best, Kenny Omega sucks. And he has like a ton of security. And then 
Kenny Omega comes to like beat up Don Callis shirtless in jeans again. Again, man is shirtless everywhere. Like on being the elite on SCW, the AW, you know, the they work hard for that. The AW Games videos, <laughs> like, just shirtless. He's like, I'm gonna be if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna be half naked, and I respect it. And he knows the female demo. He's he knows. Okay, he knows when he, knows. he comes on screen without a shirt that ratings go up. It's proven. He's got to sell. He's got to sell the angle. He's got to sell the game. He has to sell pay per view tickets. He knows. Um, so Kenny Omega comes out. He gets beat up by security and the BCC, and then the Young Bucks come out and they have like a collection of weapons, including a trash can lid that Kenny Omega uses, like a Captain America shield. Incredible. <laughs> and Kenny's barbed wire broom, which is like a throwback from the John Moxley feud. So then Hangman comes out. Because they're outnumbered, of course, and commentary stresses they're outnumbered. And we get the reunion, and Hangman has the barbed wire broom, which Haley missed all of this because nachos are priority. Um, but immediately, my phone was blowing up. You guys are like the best. Anytime something happens with the elite, even if it's like the smallest thing, everyone's like, check on Haley and Kylie. Yeah. Are Haley and Kylie alive? How are you doing? <laughs> Every time, and it's the best part. It's the best part of Tag Talk, I think. It's just my mentions being like, are you breathing? Are you alive? It's the best. Um, so the Elite reunite at the end of AW Dynamite, and it isn't the go-home for Double or Nothing. So this week is going to be really interesting, especially with, with being the Elite. Apparently Kenny Omega knew that Matt Jackson had 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 did the nod had done the nod uh, and let hangman win um and kind of made a whole joke of all of it which was really interesting to me i didn't expect it but i'm interested to see where they go with it and i also like now i'm interested about the dark order like even more than before i know and i posted on twitter um because the first thing i noticed because i'm Unhinged and mentally ill, like I said in my tweet, you have to be to be an elite fan. Um, but I, the first thing I noticed when uh, the Dark Order uh, opened the door to the Bucks and Kenny's locker room, uh, and they saw Hangman in there, was when Matt went to talk to Hangman in like a an episode of BTE like a long time ago, and uh, he saw him happy with his friends. And he didn't want to ruin it. And then he kind of just, like, walked away. But the parallels between that noticed immediately. I was like, oh! They... <laughs> if it's one thing about elite fans, they're going to pick up on little things. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it, we're, like, trained to do it. Like, I said this on Twitter. It's like, the elite will make a callback to something that happened, like, eight years ago and expect you to get it. And, like, you have to get it. So it's like elite fans have like weird photographic memories of everything the elite have ever done. And it's like the smallest little details. Like I would say that like, I'm pretty mild with it. There's like Haley and like some other people are like, Harley, she's really good. Harley does like analysis tweets all the time. Yeah, I mean, she's really good. She's got a great, uh, like, it's just, it's insane. And like, that's what you have to do to survive as an, an elite fan. Like you just in the trenches, okay? Like, you just have to. It's like, okay, could you get the story of Hangman and Kenny Omega without you know being a psychopath about it? Sure, but like, are you gonna enjoy it a lot more if you're crazy and unhinged? Yes. So like, and why would you be like us and Charlie that do podcasts and stuff? 
and are yeah. promptly online to tell you these things so you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> Listen, and then that's my job. And you know what? I like it. I'm a Kenny Omega girly through and through. I love that man. <laughs> um, but like that was the end of Dynamite. And Hang Hangman has an eye patch, by the way. And he looks really good. Uh, he looks healthy and happy and um, fashionable and stylish. But I'm really uh, Matt Jackson being like, not mad at Kenny Omega for not telling him that he uh, knew about the nod, but Matt Jackson being like a little bit irritated that this entire time he's been stressed. I wonder if like that's going to be fuel for like a later Dark Order feud or something. Mm -hmm. um, I would be totally into it. Uh, and, Matt, and also, Kenny Omega calling Matt Jackson Man Jackson was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Uh, it's just overall, like, the storytelling is just so great. And I'm so excited. And this is, like, the thing that I'm most excited about headed into Double or Nothing. And also, Tony Khan was on Being the Elite. And Tony Khan hasn't been on Being he the Elite was. in so long. It's yeah. been so long. Yeah, when Brandon, um, before he had gone out, because there was a clip on Twitter... Um, after the show, where he came out and gave them drinks and stuff, and they cheer us in the ring. Um, but he included a clip of him backstage, and Tony Khan just showed up and was talking about beer, and he was like, I know who this is for. <laughs> it was it was something. It was really something. Last time, like, I, I'm probably, like, totally wrong, but the last time I remember Tony Khan being on Being the Elite, it's, like, this very specific scene. The Elite are, like, in the lobby of a hotel, and they're making fun of Kenny Omega for wearing New Japan gym gym shorts and like the camera just cuts to tony and tony's like shaking his head um tony khan needs to be i don't think he needs to be on screen but i mean now he is on screen because all the collision people are like, going into his office and demanding a spot on collision oh my gosh. <laughs> this collision show is so much drama like i don't even want to talk about it it's just like drama 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 city um but yeah, the elite are like my favorite thing headed into this double or nothing. But like past double or nothings, we got some bangers. And when I presented this idea to Kylie, uh, and I was kind of going through my list and stuff last night, I was like, wow, like most of my matches are Young Bucks matches. And like, I shouldn't be surprised, but I guess I kind of was. But you know what? I can't help that they've had great matches at the pay-per-view. They're great wrestlers, like, but like you should totally feel bad about it, Haley. Um, you're totally just a mark. Yep, absolutely. You know, they uh, pay me, they pay me to um we're shills. Shills them. for Tony Khan. If I was a shill for Tony Khan, I would expect AW Fight Forever for free. I'm putting the energy out there. Um, if we if AW wants, uh I will play aw fight forever and tell everybody to buy it listen we'll do a whole special on tag talk kylie versus me we'll do like a tag team thing there you go two girls two girls who like don't play video games <laughs> i think it'd be great he's playing a peppa pig game it's good he's whatever um but yeah so the game was like announced the release date is june 29th which is like around Forbidden Door, which Forbidden Door, we're going to have to do like a tag talk special about Forbidden Door or something. Because now Aussie Open is like out. I'm so um, sad about it. Uh, I feel so bad for Mark. Um, but I think it opens up a lot of opportunity for Kyle to get in some single stuff. And, you know, 
why not have him win against Orange Cassidy now? I'm just saying. Well, and it, like it kind of throws out my whole plan for salvaging the AW World Tag Team Championship match. Oh, no. I had a plan that I thought was like really good. After that, like this match, which is FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which is garbage. I my plan was that Ozzy Open would be there, and it would like an angle would salvage the time. But now I, I'm I just think that it's just gonna be FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And maybe they could put the acclaimed in that spot and like I don't know. I don't know. We talked about this a couple of Maybe that's why we got the elite so early though. Like Tony was like, okay, we gotta pull the trigger on something and we're gonna we're gonna bring Hangman back early. We're gonna sell some tickets and then we're gonna have a big surprise. I hope that's what happens. I don't know. But I'm manifesting, you know? I'm manifesting. Um (laughs) I almost just said something absolutely horrible. About a they AW tag title picture. Um, we got keep Let's like, like let's move on and let's talk about our favorite double or nothing memories. If you guys want to submit a super chat with your favorite double or nothing memory, it could be a tag team match, it could be any kind of match, it could be an angle, whatever. We just want to have some double or nothing fun that isn't just going down the card and saying. Um, what are saying what our predictions are because we don't need to do that i don't think so there's enough of that you know some really good prediction shows and stuff i'm sure so my first one is from um double or nothing last year i think yeah last year uh, and it's a trios match it's house of black versus death triangle and listen i had that on my list too so i'm so glad you brought it up <laughs> listen this match was so good it was on my match of the year list um yeah, you can have that. <laughs> um, it was on my match of the year list. I really missed Death Triangle, though. Like, I was going through the um, the cards from previous Double or Nothings, and I was like, man, Death Triangle was really good. And, like, they, you know, they did the whole thing with Ray Phoenix and Pac with the hammer, and, like, there was a little tension there, but, like, they haven't revisited it. Uh, not even with the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros are just in Ring of Honor doing tag team stuff on their own. I don't know what the situation is with Pac. Uh, but Death Triangle was so good. And I feel like House of Black was really at a high point here. Um, mm-hmm. Which is ironic because now, like, they're barely on TV, even though they're trios champions. But this match was really, really good. I need I need to go back and, like, maybe catalog House of Black over their AW career and, like, see, see where they're going wrong. Because they're trios champs now, but it's, like, it's just Julia, essentially. Yeah. And I felt like this match, I liked it for a couple reasons. Um, I liked uh, that there was a lot of action involved in it. I feel like in six-man sometimes, um, a lot of people can get lost, but I felt like they really paced it well. Um, But I also really liked that uh, Brody King didn't stick out like a sore thumb. Like, sometimes when you have, like, you know, really big guys in a match and they're the only one there's a lot of focus on them but I felt like uh they didn't really do that there and I liked that that he was just kind of there menacingly but wasn't yeah. like the focal point of the match you know what I mean yeah and I think he really holds his own I think Brody because he is such a big guy people expect him to do big guy stuff but I think he's like one of those big men that's surprisingly athletic and when you're in a match with death triangle and your, you know, your partners are Malachi Black and um, Buddy Matthews. Like you got to be athletic to hang with that group. 
I think he did. And he was pulling out the stops, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, listen, I thought that was really good. I really love um, House of Black, and I, I think about like their match, it, um, their match with the Elite, and I don't know why we haven't done it again. Why House of Black, I guess, haven't? Oh, I'm trying not to be controversial. Why House of Black haven't had a, like a good feud like that, like they had with Death Triangle yeah. and with the Elite? Why like why we're in a place where everybody's just kind of scattered? Uh, and the trios and the tag divisions are like in rough spots right now. But yeah, this match to me was really, really good. We have a super chat from Chaz who says Cody versus Dustin 2019, my favorite match ever. Yeah, that's definitely a classic. I think 2019 double or nothing. I think it holds up. I mean, match quality wise, I think there's some that are rough around the edges because the talent, you know, they need a time to train and progress and learn and all that kind of stuff, which they are now. But that match was incredible. And it's funny because Dustin bled so much. And I feel like if that match happened now, people would be like, oh, AW on their blood. Literally, they would. They literally would. <laughs> like, they got away with it. And I like that match. I um, put it up with, it, it's in my number one spot on that pay-per-view with another match that we'll talk about um, in a minute. But I really like that match. I thought it was great. And I also really like, um, I think they're on Being the Elite. They might be on, like, the AW channel. The promos leading up to it. Cody being like, I got to put my brother, like, out to pasture. Which is <laughs> ironic because, <laughs> because Dustin is still wrestling. <laughs> He's not out to pasture at all. Um, but I really, I and I remember the sort of the discourse at the time was that this was a feud that probably should have happened in WWE and didn't. And AW is giving it its like due time and everything. And I really liked that. And like, this was such a long time ago, but I'm like, the gears are turning. Uh, and I remember at the time being like, I was like rooting really hard for Dustin. Like I was like, show him, beat up Cody, get rid of him. Well, I feel like, especially because like, you know, Cody was on such a high at that time, you know, take him down a couple notches. You know, I was all for Dustin too. I don't care. <laughs> I have my thoughts about Cody and everybody knows. So. I I don't think we've ever like addressed Cody that much on this show, but like I have mixed feelings, but anyway, I'll toss the ball to Haley and let Haley give us another match from her list. I did want to mention before we transitioned. Hold on. I got a cough again. This, 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 is, this is a good show. We're doing good. <laughs> Sorry guys. That water almost killed me. Um, I did want to talk about Julia, though, um, because she did officially turn uh, one year ago. And I feel like, well, at Double or Nothing. But I feel like her transition since then has been so good. And I know we talk about it a lot, but I want to talk about it again. <laughs> I love Julia. <laughs> I, me too. I love her, like, dark Stevie Nicks vibe. I don't know. I think it fits her so well. The music, the gear, her entire presentation. I just feel it's so good. And I really do think she adds a lot to the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, she's she's obviously young and she wrestles like she's young. She has improved a lot. I will give her that. But there's something so special about her witchy vibes. Like, and I, I it's don't not know. or anything. It, it really, she pulls it off really well. Yeah. I feel like the cheerleader I, stuff was a little, like, pokey for me she's just a great actress she is 
she's just a very talented person. And I, the cheerleader stuff was fun uh, with the varsity blondes, but I'm glad she's in House of Black. Yeah, I think uh, she made a really good transition over. Um, yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Oh no. Whatever goes silent, I get so worried. No, we're fine. My nephew wanted to show me um, something on his Peppa Pig game. Oh. Which, I mean, we're like halfway through the show, so I'll just remind you all again. My four-year-old nephew is feet away. So if you hear Peppa Pig game or um, Little Simsy playing Animal Crossing on the TV, I'm very sorry. But this is just we're going to have to live Don't with. apologize for it. It's fine. No, I love my nephew. I'm not apologizing. Um, I'll be controversial. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Julia Hart is a star. Period. Period. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mentioned it um, a little bit ago, but I wanted to talk about um, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the uh, AAA titles at Hell or Nothing 2019. I love that match. One of my favorite tag matches. I think it's so good. I think that it was important to the development of the AEW tag division, but I also think it was important to the development of uh, the feud between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, which obviously an iconic feud, wrestling soulmates. Incredible. I love this match. And I feel like we don't give enough credit to the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros for that feud that lasted. It was double or nothing. It was fight, uh, fight forever. Um, Fight for the Fallen. What was the other one? Fighter Fest. Um, yeah. Leading up to AWTV. And I feel like that feud, if you go back and you look, it was like one of the only strong, like, long-term, quote-unquote, feuds that AW had at the time. And they were building stuff that was going to happen on TV. They were building Riho, Nyla Rose. They were building Pack and Hangman. Um, but those two teams really actually did carry that summer. And got hype going for TV. And I feel like retrospectively, we don't give them enough credit for that. Uh, I feel like they really built the foundation of what AW is going to be. And they really set the standard. Like, not just this is the tag team wrestling that we're going to have on AW. But, like, this is the kind of stories and, you know, the kind of attention to detail that you can find on AW TV. And I feel like a lot of other talent really rose to that level as each show went on before, you know, before debuting on TNT. So I love that match for that reason. I also think um, the Young Bucks did a lot, not just in that match, but in you know the subsequent matches, mm -hmm. to get the, the Lucha Bros over. Because fans knew who the Lucha Bros were. Um, mm -hmm. Most fans, I should say. But some of them, some fans hadn't seen them. Some of the fans hadn't seen them since like Lucha Underground or like some um, Mexican shows and things like that. So it was really important that the Young Bucks took these guys and proved that they are just as good as the Young Bucks. And I think they really did that. And the 2019 match in particular shows a lot of that. Yeah, and I like the story that they told um, in this match as well. Like the Bucks being really rusty because they took time off, but the Lucha Bros, uh, they've been tagging with each other for a bit after doing all their single stuff. Um, so they were a lot stronger of a team uh, just with their kind of consistency wrestling. Um, but I really liked the story that they kind of told there with the two of them. And you know, people like to say the Young Bucks can't tell stories, but 
I think they tell great stories. So I don't know how you watch the Young Bucks wrestle and you don't think they tell a story. Like even just within a match, I feel like they do a lot. And maybe it's just because I'm like conditioned to look for that. Like we were saying earlier, like elite fans yeah. are conditioned to look for things. And maybe that's, you know, you know, we can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing at another time. But the Young Bucks do tell stories. Kenny Omega tells stories. The Lucha Bros tell stories. It's just you have to use your brain and look for it. Like they're not going to like yell the story in the match. <laughs> like, oh, no, my back hurts. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. So, um, but yeah, I really liked uh, kind of the storytelling that they did in this match too. And I feel like commentary did a really good job of kind of talking about, you know, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks and their kind of story and everything. And I know they had like a really good like video package and stuff uh, that went along with it that also did a lot. But I don't know. I just feel like all around it was a really good match. My next match is maybe a little bit controversial well no i think you'll like it but i know that a lot of people didn't so mine is the stadium stampede from 2020 um it was the elite versus the inner circle not the jas and i was like the inner circle which the inner circle was still around by the next double nothing by the way just saying totally unnecessary um i know I chose this match not because I thought it was, like, stellar. <laughs> I chose this match because I think it's very critical, and there's a lot of interesting things that happen for the Elite story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Inner Circle's just there. Like, they're not totally part of this. But I went back and I, I had watched this match recently, like, a couple weeks ago. And it's really interesting. Um, at the time when I, I watched it, I didn't see uh, – the things that they were doing to tell the elite story later on. I didn't yeah. see the Kenny and Hangman bond. I didn't see a lot of that. But now it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. I see it. And if this stadium stampede hadn't happened, I don't think, one, I don't think Hangman rises to the star power he does in 2021. Because uh, I think I think the Kenny Hangman tag run was important. But I, th- I think the storytelling of a stadium stampede match, which I think that I don't think you can replicate the magic of this match. Like the next 2021 was like not good. Um, Anarchy in the arena is fun, mm-hmm. but uh, I really enjoyed it. And the stadium is fun. The, the hangman on the horse was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sammy Guevara getting chased in the, in the golf cart. That was great. Like, Sammy happened- Guevara, who's now a baby face. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's controversial because I know a lot of people hate Stadium Stampede and they hate Anarchy in the Arena. Um, they think they're like gimmicky and annoying and all that. And I get that perspective, but for me, like just as an elite fan, I feel like there's so much going on there that I had to put it on my list. No, I agree, and I'm glad that you included it because I was thinking about it. We didn't talk about matches we were putting on our list this is kind of a surprise to me um but i was like should we talk about like anarchy in the arena and like stadium stampede like are we gonna include them and i didn't but i'm glad that you did so we had a reason to talk about it well the next 2021 stadium stampede is inner circle versus the pinnacle and i don't want to talk about that so Here moving on <laughs> um another match that i had on my list was the Young Bucks versus Eddie Mox. 
<gasps> yeah. I forgot about that. Millennial pause there. I was like, wait, did that happen to Devil or nothing? Or am I wrong? <laughs> I almost had a No, I had to think about it. I was like, that happened? And I was like, oh, I did. Such oh my a, God, such so a, good. Tonight, uh, like just to get a refresher. So good. I I love that like they really leaned into their like rich like heel persona with the shoes. Still my favorite thing is them getting their Dior, Dior stolen and that being like the final straw. Like, okay, we need to get our shoes back and we have to kick their asses to do it. So we'll do it. <laughs> it's so good. And this is like the Young Bucks can take a story that's like super goofy, like the shoes. Mm -hmm. And make it meaningful. Like you watch them with their shoes and you genuinely believe like those are their prized possessions. Like that's their heart in a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I spent 10 grand on a pair of shoes. Like it'd be pretty important to me too, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was it those shoes that ended up getting stolen? Yeah. Matt's got stolen. And then Dana had to buy a new pair. Yeah. I hope who I hope whoever stole them is watching this. Me too. I don't know why. I just hope that they are. <laughs> oh my god! But that match really was good. I think um, the Eddie Kingston John Moxley stuff kind of gets overshadowed by the you know botched um, barbed wire death match ending with the explosions. I think a lot of people forget like how emotional. Um, the the build up to uh, Eddie and Moxley coming back together was mm -hmm. so I'm glad you included that because one I forgot the match happened and <laughs> <laughs> and also now it reminds me uh, Eddie is in Ring of Honor but he like has a hernia or something he got like some surgery for it and Moxley's of course in the BCC I would like to see them revisit that with Mox as the heel and Eddie as the babyface I think that'd be a lot of fun. I do too, but I also kind of wanted to talk about their, like, clash of styles in this match, because we don't see a lot of, like, the Young Bucks going against, like, brawlers like this. Like, you know, we see it with the Briscoes. We saw it here. We've seen it a couple other times. Um, but we don't see it a ton. And so I really liked it. I like that they brought um, kind of their own scrappy style to it as well, along with the high-flying stuff. I thought it worked really well together. No. You cut out for a second, and I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe like my Wi Fi is bad. But you like cut out, and I was like, no, no. Um, but no, I definitely agree. I think I don't know. There's something special. So like the Young Bucks when they wrestle the Lucha Bros, I feel like you know what you're going to get. But I feel like when the Young Bucks wrestle people with different styles, um, like Mox and and uh, Eddie or like Hangman and Kenny, I feel like. I don't know. They wrestle a little different. And I, I love when the young bucks are like tested. Like I love when they're under duress. Yes. Uh, I like that they're adaptable too, because I feel like a lot of people when they watch a young bucks match, they're like, we well, you watch one young bucks match. You've seen them all, but like, that's not always the case, you know? And I like that they prove people wrong. <laughs> Haley's a young bucks girly. Haley, you love the young bucks. Listen, if you guys don't know that by now, I'm going to tell you. I, these are by my side every single week. If you don't know that about me, well, now you do. 
I, was, I don't know where I was going with that. I didn't either. I was like, okay. Uh, I, I wanted to give uh, an honorable mention to, uh, it's on the same card as the match you talked about. It didn't make it to my favorite list, though. Sting and Darby Allen versus Men of the Year. Mm. I love that match, one, because I like Sting and Darby as a tag team, but also just because I miss Men of the Year. Like, Scorpio, Scorpio and Ethan Page, to me, had the potential to be, like, champions, like, mm-hmm. tag champions. They broke them up, and now Ethan Page is doing, like, firm stuff, and, like, not for me, and none of that is for me. Um, but I like this match, and I also was deluded into thinking that the men of the year were going to be special. No, I feel the same way. I was really intrigued by the match um, with Sting and Darby mostly because, um, you know, Sting is Sting and he doesn't have to come in a match like this and, you know, like do crazy things. Like he's Sting. He could just get into the ring and punch somebody and it's like fantastic. But I mean, he was doing jumps and like all this stuff and like, Man, you're like 60 years old and you can still go. That's crazy. Man, you're like 60 years old and you can still go. No, I love Sting. Um, I have always been kind of on my agenda that I feel like Darby should turn on Sting and that Sting's retirement match should be Darby. Um, I don't know if they're going to go that way, but I always thought that that'd be fun. But regardless, I feel like this is an underrated tag team match. And... I miss men of the year. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Like, <laughs> I know. And then Ethan was uh, kind of getting that push for a second there. And then, like, that just died out, too. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, Ethan Page. And Ethan Page, like, he had, like, recently that feud with uh, Matt Hardy. But, like, yeah. nothing really came of it. And, like, I don't enjoy the firm uh and i don't enjoy like these weird business factions that aw keeps making like the hardy family office and then like it was the andrade family office and the firm and like smart mark sterling is somehow involved with everything and like i'm not into it and i don't know why aw keeps doing it and like it always ends up with someone's contract being bought by like a presumably wealthier talent yeah and like I don't I don't enjoy that. <laughs> I'm like, please stop. I don't either. It's not really for me, you know, but okay. Um I also wanted to talk about I'm pretty sure this happened at Double or Nothing. Hookhausen, right? Double or nothing, right? You you talk about that. I'll be right back. Someone's knocking on my door. Oh. <laughs> this is Okay, well, <laughs> um, all right. I love that Danhausen is a little icon, uh, you know, but I was just gonna say that I think I'm pretty sure Hookhausen wrestled it or nothing, right, guys? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, oh, back. <laughs> I, I got three words in. <laughs> oh, I ran. Who was it? Colby, my sister. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but I was just talking about <laughs> Hookhausen, and uh, it's I need to hold on. I need you guys to know that I do set it as Danhausen. Uh, someone at Fightful sets it as Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect because you went off, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect for what I'm talking about right now." 
<laughs> I literally ran to the door and I unlocked it. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's, it's not like, if it was like, you know, pest control or like my so landlord, I'd be like, oh God, like, can you come back another time? <laughs> Cause like I got like thirty other, minutes. Like, I got like I'm live. Like, <laughs> like in my head, I like the first thing I thought was, oh, DoorDash. <laughs> I didn't order DoorDash. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, but well, you're talking about Hookhausen. Yeah, is that they, just a smart Mark Sterling match? Yeah, Tony needs to Another faction I hate, Smart Mark Sterling with Tony Nese. Oh my god. Uh, it wasn't a favorite match of mine, but I just wanted to mention it because of Hookhausen, and I will take any chance I can get to talk about them, so. I miss Hookhausen. I do too. Do you remember, like, the build-up to Hookhausen becoming a thing was so, like, we were obsessed with it, Haley. We were. Sure. And we were. Jungle Hook too. Like, why are you taking these things away from us, Tony? Like, why are you taking away our happiness? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. And, like, to me, Danhausen finally winning over Hook, that should be, like, a light, like a lifelong thing. Yes. But then it it wasn't. Like, they bonded, and then they were like, oh, bye. And then I Jungle Hook. to revisit it. I know. I feel like the bond's there. Like, there's, a, there's something there. And with Danhausen, he's in the best friends, but I, like, I don't feel the bond. Like, it's, it's Chuck Taylor and Dan. Yeah. Is Chuck Taylor and Danhausen comparable to Hookhausen? No. Like, there's no one in Best Friends that gives Hook energy. So, like, there's something so special about Hook and Danhausen. And I, I, I guess I just miss Danhausen. <laughs> but, I mean, heal up. Come back when you're ready. But when you're ready, come back with Hookhausen, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, nothing else. Nothing else. CM Punk, you want to come back and like do stuff with CM Punk? No, Hook. Hook first. Hook is the priority, okay? Hook needs something. Like, Hook, he can't just keep doing these random FTW title matches. And this is a total tangent, but I'm going on it. <laughs> he keeps doing, he keeps doing these FTW. So, yeah. And he, he's never given anything really substantial, not since he like first debuted. So, Dan Housen coming back and trying to win him over again, and then them winning. Like, I don't know, like the AW World Tag Team Championships would be a lot of fun. And like, it wouldn't even have to be that long of a reign or anything, but I feel like fans would love to see that. Yeah. Tony Khan, listen, I'm not asking for much. Hookhausen was great. You really had something there. And I, I do think Hook is still kind of special because he doesn't wrestle that often. And when he does, like, it's, you know, normally really, a really great match. Mm-hmm. But he needs something. Like, it's about time that he, like, takes the next step up. Step up. Um, so, Caden, isn't Dan House himself for a while? That's why I said heal up. Yeah, Caden, open yeah. your ears. Yeah, are you watching the show or not? <laughs> Apparently not. I someone knocked on my door. I ran and still made it back with full knowledge of what's happening, Caden. So exactly. So you have no excuses, Caden. No excuses. That probably sounded so bad to someone who doesn't know I'm that we're <laughs> watching this. Like, wow! Like, oh, chat. 
Uh, Kyle says, if you're asking for something, how about a best friend's title run? Look, we've been... We talk we, about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, every week. <laughs> like, best why friend. haven't best friends won the tag team championships? Where are the best friends? Why aren't they... <laughs> every week. Orange Cassidy is doing, like, great stuff, but I can't deny that I feel like best friends... Uh, best friends as tag champs or best friends uh, with someone as trios champs or something along those lines, I feel like it's more than deserved. Um, it's like comical at this point how underrated the best friends are. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if, yeah, you gave the, was the hook house a match your, your pick or was that an honorable mention? It was just an honorable mention. Okay. So now it's my turn. Um, so mine, oh my God, I closed my list. My next one, I don't remember what double or nothing this was. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I think it was last year. Um, and it was Jurassic Express uh, versus Swerving on Glory versus, oh my God, I'm, I'm unplugging things, versus Team Taz. Who Team Taz, that's another one. Yeah. What happened to Team Taz? They I have, love them so well. And, and I think, like, everybody's doing really good stuff on their own. So, but I still miss Team Taz. I, really I know. And I feel like the, uh, the dissolution, like, the Brian Cage stuff didn't go to plan. Uh, because, well, people booed Brian Cage and they weren't supposed to. And then I feel like the, you know, the Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs feud was great, but I feel like it was really rushed and it was just over. And Ricky's doing other stuff now and Hobbs is doing other stuff. Um, but I wish that they would like come back together. And I miss Taz doing his, I don't remember what he called it. Um, oh, Technique by Taz, where he would like show, yeah. Um, but this match, so it was Jurassic Express with Christian Cage. So it's pre-Jungle uh, Boy Christian Cage breakup, which Christian Cage is another match I'm looking forward to this double or nothing. So I should throw that out there. I love Christian Cage. I love his turtleneck. I love that man. I've been in love with that man for like 20 years. Okay. And I I will I will watch anything he's in if he's wearing that turtleneck, just saying. And also swerving our glories. I've, I think people I know. Okay. When you brought up this match, I was like, Oh, Jurassic Express, like that was that was only last year, and like they were still they were still tag champions, right? It feels like that was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Because I feel like the tag division like moves fast in AW, but if you look at like okay, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage are still together, but like Jungle Boy has done so much since this match. Um really and just an intermission, a super chat from Jibro says, Do you miss 2.0 as much as I do? Fun time. Oh. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week. Um, 2.0 kind of getting lost in the JAS shuffle behind Anna J, uh, in you know, now Ty Mello and Sammy, who are baby faces. I, I wish 2.0, even if even if you had to have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in the, the world tag title match at Double Nothing, I feel like you could have thrown another team in there like Best Friends or like 2.0. And I feel like the for it would be way more than it is just FTR and Jeff. Uh, Jarrett and Lethal. That's just like my opinion. I think fans fans like 2.0, uh, especially when they get a mic and they can actually do stuff. So, but back to Swerve in our glory. I feel like that is another dissolution story that kind of didn't go the way that I wanted it to be. Um, and I don't know if like they're going to come back to it as a feud or if they're going to reunite them. Like Swerve is another one. I'm not really that into his faction either. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I know I know people like the um listen, 
if it's not for you, it's not for you, you know? Wrestling. I just don't, I just don't like these, like, these businessmen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. We hate I, capitalism here. We don't want capitalism in our wrestling, okay? I don't like these suits in my wrestling. I want Kenny Omega in his anime tights. <laughs> And I, I want I want the young bucks with their bedazzled headbands and their long hair. And I want Hangman with his eye patch. Like, is that too much to ask for? Why is everyone buying each other? They're like, look at these hired muscles. Like, you don't even know his name. He's so obscure. I still don't know that man's name. I know the one. I don't know the other one. And they're like, they're like cutting back. Like, they're cutting like alley deals with each other. They're, like, shaking on it, like, a briefcase of money. Like, let me borrow your guy. Like, where's Tony Khan? Like, Tony Khan is letting people trade. Like, he's making nothing off of it. Like, I don't understand the business dynamics of AEW, I guess. It's it's a lot. I'm not I didn't know I was so opinionated about this until right now. <laughs> I love it. Because, you know what? You were saying exactly what I was thinking, too, when I didn't even know I was thinking it. So And MJF, like, buys everyone? He just has, like, endless funds to, like, pay everyone to do whatever he wants. Like, wouldn't Tony Khan be like, no, you're done. Like, if you do it again, you're gone. Cut them off. Like, like, MJF is world champion because he has money. Like, there's problems there. (laughs) Uh, Kate says, Kylie, where are your post-its? I need to buy some post-its. I have, I've been out of, do you ever, like, and Kate probably relates because she has ADHD too. Do you guys ever like buy post-its or like something and it changes your life and you're so much more organized and then you run out and you forget to rebuy and then you just never do it? Yes. You know those like <laughs> those ones that are like kind of transparent that you can like put in books and stuff? Yeah. Those changed my life. I color code every single one of my books. And then I ran out and I didn't buy any. And I need to. Because like you just forget. That's where I'm at with post-its. I just I run out and then like out of sight, out of mind. Like I don't have like, maybe I need like, you know, when you're a kid and everybody was like, oh, tie a ribbon on your finger and you'll remember. <laughs> I post it to your finger. <laughs> yeah, and I'll remember. Perfect. I love this. Uh, Graphs on Tap says the contract buyouts and business factions are way too common in AW. They all suck too. They've all got lawyers and weird match stipulations and mismatched members, terrible television. Yeah. Why is smart Mark Sterling everybody's lawyer? No, literally. He's the people's lawyer. I swear. And and it's it's so weird. Like, if you're backstage and you're like, man, I really want to win this match. I need to get Smart Mark Sterling to negotiate a contract <laughs> with, like, Wardlow or, like, Ethan Page, and then I'll win. Like, I, I'm just not vibing with it, guys. It's not. It's not for me, either. I, I And if... And the, there's firm stuff now, which I'm not sure I completely understand. Stokely, like, staging a revolution or something. <laughs> I was not entirely following. I was like, Stokely, I... Do you ever just, like, hear somebody talk about wrestling? And then, like, you're listening to them talk about it, and you're like, wow, that sounds insane. Because you saying that, <laughs> like, wow, that really sounds crazy. And, like... No wonder my friends who don't watch wrestling and I, like, try to talk to them about it or explain these things look at me like I have five heads. And, like, people in the chat are saying he's the wrestling lawyer. Companies get lawyers. They use them. I understand. He's, his name is Smart Mark Sterling Esquire. 
I understand his character. I'm saying it's absurd that some people are able to leverage him to get wins and some people just don't even try. Like it's, it's a plot hole. It doesn't make sense to me. Like if I could be MJF simply by paying smart Mark Sterling to pay people to get me to win, I do it. As you should. I would. If I'm Soraya and I want to beat Jamie Hayter, I'm hiring smart Mark Sterling. If that's all it takes. Yeah. And I should. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go train to be a wrestler. I'm going to make an AW and I'm going to hire smart Mark Sterling so that it could be Jamie Hayter. That sounds like a plan. You know what? You uncovered the plot hole. You found the weak link. And you're like, you know what? Now I'm going to capitalize. And you're smart for that. So- and then when Stokely Hath- Hathaway fails at his coup, I'm going to stage the next coup. Perfect. And I'm going to overtake Tony Khan. Absolutely. And I'm going to um, give him probation and let him run AW. Because running Dynamite Collision with that drama is not for me. I'm going to run Ring of Honor. Uh, and yes, do it. Sure. You should. I really, I really, I truly believe that. Uh, I don't remember where we where we got there. We were talking about the Jurassic. Oh, we were talking about Christian. Yeah, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. I'm glad they moved on from Christian Jungle Boy because that I feel like the coffin match was great, and then I'm glad they ended it. I don't like really like what Jungle Boy is doing now because I'm not the into the four pillars thing. Like I'm not entirely sold on it. Yeah, I think the match will be great. I think they'll sell me on it, and I'll come away happy. Um, but Christian, I love that man. I think he is so good as a heel. And Luchasaurus is so good just standing there. Like, just not even doing anything. He doesn't have to do anything. Just that's him. It reminds me, um, and I tweeted this, like, a few weeks ago, that my guilty pleasure is, like, old Kane and Undertaker, like, from the 90s and, like, early 2000s. It reminds me of Kane when he first debuted and he had the full face mask with the hair and like one arm was missing on his, um, his little outfit, his little thing. Yeah. But he was like jacked at that time. Like the most jacked he's ever been. That gives me Luchasaurus, evil Luchasaurus energy. I'm so into it. And I don't know what all this lawsuit is about Luchasaurus's mask. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I think Luchasaurus being evil is best for Luchasaurus, and I think it's best for AW. So I'm super into it. I love the new direction. Like you said, I don't know. I'm not really sold on Jungle Boy, um, but I think that the match at Double Nothing will probably change my opinion. So. Who, listen, not to make the subject too much, but who do you think is going to win the Four Pillars match? I feel like everybody, I feel like it's not even like a four pillars match. Like people only really care about MJF and Darby. So really it's like a 1v1 and Jungle Boy and Sammy are just there. So so I don't know. Does MJF retain? I don't know. It feels like every week since the four pillars thing became a thing, they've tried a new angle to get people to enjoy it more. And after this week, it's very much like Jungle Boy, Sammy, and Darby are on the same page against MJF. And MJF is scared. And that's the angle we're probably going to end up going with at double or nothing. But for me, like, I don't buy that Sammy is suddenly a good guy and willing to work with Jungle Boy and Darby. So I'm almost hoping we get into the match and he's actually secretly been paid by MJF um, or decides he wants to side with MJF. Because I think that adds more to it instead of three on one when it's three baby faces and a heel. 
Yeah. Like that's backwards. So I think they probably are going to do something interesting like that. I'm, I'm most into Darby. I think, I think their, their biggest misstep was letting them all have a mic. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Jungle Boy and Sammy are bad on the mic, but I think compared to Darby and MJF, there's like, there's a skill gap. And I think it did them a disservice. I think MJF wins though. Yeah. Uh, I think he retains. Especially if Punk comes back. Oh yeah. They definitely have to run that back. Um, but I feel like Jungle Boy's had moments where I've been like, okay, there's potential there. Like he's not that bad. But other times I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm not sold on him yet. Um, I think he has a little bit of work to do. Um, but I think he'll get there. Sammy though. I don't know. <laughs> There's like I don't know so what to do with Sammy, but he needs he needs a restart <laughs> and a refresh. And I think he needs to get away from Jericho. I feel like he should have gotten away from Jericho a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what you do with him. Like, do you keep him with Time Mello? Do you put him in a tag team? Because I feel like his next feud is Daniel Garcia. Um, Maybe not for Forbidden Door, maybe like for later. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see like a path to get there because Daniel Garcia is going to be cheered because he's becoming a pro wrestler. He's growing up. Um, so I don't know where Sammy fits. Like, it's it's such a, like a weird situation. I I don't know what to do. I feel like it's just the four pillars thing has messed up a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, and when. I feel like we've talked about it on the show maybe like last year or so or a couple months ago um, when we were talking about how we would love to see that match um, and how excited we would be for it. But I feel like now that we're getting it, like there's just a lot to be desired in it. I don't know. I think it's because the booking of it. Mm -hmm. I just... mm. The booking of most of this pay-per-view is... mm, but. There's, like I said earlier, um, and this is probably, like, because we're over an hour, this is probably, like, a good thing to finish on. I'm really excited about the Elite match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. I'm really excited to see where the story goes from here because reconciliation cannot just be reconciliation. There has to be another chapter. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm excited uh, for Christian. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited cautiously for, for both women's matches. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm trusting Tony Khan to do the right thing with those matches. And I don't think that's a good idea, (laughs) but I'm going to be cautious about it. And I think, I think Jade should drop her title. And I think, I think, I don't know. I think they have to have time. Like, I don't think you could, should put Jade and uh, Taya on the buy-in, the zero hour, whatever it's yeah. called now. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm like, are people going to be into it? Is it going to like be just a dead space on the show? I don't know. But I feel like it's time now to stop waiting for Chris Satlander, as much as that breaks my heart. I feel like we got to go. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily feel like it's Jade's fault at all. It's definitely a booking issue. Um, 
but I she definitely needs to drop the title and move to something else. Um, whether that's to Japan, like she's talked about wanting to do, or something else somewhere in the women's division. She just needs something else. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, you know, there's been, like, no news about Kristap in a long time. Maybe she's returning soon, and maybe we get, like, a cool... Well, she's on the road with them, isn't she, again? Yeah, but I don't know, like, I don't know where her knee is at. Because I think because it's her second major knee injury back-to-back, they're probably being cautious about it and taking their time and doing all the things that they're supposed to do. So I'm not sure. And I... You know, I could be wrong, but I don't think anyone's really, like, reported that she's coming back soon. I don't really know. Um, Watch us be wrong. Watch her come back. All of this is irrelevant. <laughs> it's like the swerve. Like, she just, like, shows up at Double Nothing, and I'm like, oh, I take it back. Like, I, that was wrong. Like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but the rest of it. Oh, hi, Kate. Hi. I literally have nothing to contribute. I just like you guys. I wanted to come here. Okay, we love it. I just like needed a break from work and I was like, I'm gonna go on tag talk and make it trios talk and ruin their lives. No, you're always welcome. You could never ruin our lives. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a challenge, but please don't. I won't. There's so many people on the list ahead of you guys. Mom. That's ominous. <laughs> like I have a running list. It's like a point system. There's a lot. It's rankings. It's the rankings are coming back. If it's in me not liking people, that's what's up. You know what? Kate's weekly hatred ratings. Uh, rankings. I'd be. I'd be into it. I yeah, I feel like it would pull numbers. <laughs> Oh, just Dr. Phil, but it's just Kate talking to people. <laughs> That's it. Kate was There's a, a lot of dorks on the internet, man. There's a lot of people to get through. Oh, I know. It's and it's just getting worse. Like Twitter is it's spiraling. The amount of spam I get every day is just absurd. It's just Oh my god. It's just crypto and OnlyFans people in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Lately I've been getting a lot of people. I don't get any of these DMs. Like everybody leaves me alone. I don't know. I've been getting okay. a lot of people who are like, oh, thank you so much for your stock advice. Have you thought about investing in this? And I'm like, what stock advice? I love that for you. I don't. <laughs> I think you should just start giving errant stock advice, though. I love that idea. I know nothing about the stock market, Kate. I'll get sued. <laughs> exactly. They're the ones that reached out to you. Oh, you know what? That's such a good point. And I'll make yeah. Elon Musk pay my... My bills, my lawyer's bills. There you That's go. Perfect. I think it's good. Just be like, as someone who knows nothing about this world, here are my thoughts. Just give them. <laughs> Invest in Tesla. Exactly. And- there you go. Get a kickback from Elon. <laughs> what were you guys talking about before Elon. we got on here? I was looking for my headphones. <laughs> oh, we were talking about we were talking about the four pillars match and the angle and like our issues with okay. the booking. Which, who do you, okay, who do you think is coming out of the Four Pillars match as a winner? Um, I think MJF retains. I wouldn't be stunned if Darby won. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, Jungle Boy, to me, Jungle Boy and Sammy are just there. Like, I don't think they're adding much, unfortunately. 
I feel like Sammy is really lost, which is a, a bummer. Um, but I think Jungle Boy kind of saying that he just needs gold. He didn't say like that he needs this gold by the end of the year or whatever. It's kind of like it doesn't make him look weak, but it makes me feel like, okay, there's no urgency for him to win in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I like the attempt at what they're doing more than I've liked the execution, I would say. Does that make yeah, sense? I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they've never done a match set up like this before, which I think is really cool. Um, but, like... Man, Sammy, Sammy just feels so lost to me, and it's a bummer. Like, they don't know if they want him to be heel or face or what type of heel or what type of face. And it feels yeah. like he's been really, um, just, like, really lost because it feels like they don't know what they want him to do. Yeah. Do you guys get that feeling, too? A hundred percent. I said earlier, I feel like every week there's a new take on the Four Pillars angle, and it's, like, Sammy just kind of bouncing around and I don't know where he goes after this. Because uh, if he had been a heel, I think his natural next feud is Daniel Garcia. And you could do something really fun with that. Um, but Daniel Garcia is going to be a baby face. Like, people are going to cheer because he's not a sports entertainer anymore. But you can't really just shove Sammy back in the JAS. Like, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, so they I don't kind of that. use, like, him being Jericho's lackey as a, a crutch too much. And, like, if you're saying, like, these are the four pillars of your company, like, they should be outgrowing those advisors and, like, moving on, right? So, for the story to make sense, it's almost like he can't go back there. Um, You could do a Jericho-Sammy feud if you want him to to stay face. That's true. You could do that. I just don't know where he goes from here. And I feel really bad for Sammy because I think – I think if the inner circle had disbanded back when we all thought it should have a double or nothing, whatever it was, and the um, the stadium stampede match with the pinnacle, I feel like Sammy would be in a much better spot if that they had disbanded then, and he wasn't in the JAS. I think he really would have held his own as a singles guy in the same way Darby and MJF had. Um, but he really does feel like a talent who has a lot of potential and just is never going to show it because he's always mixed up with Jericho or he's always doing goofy heel stuff. And then all the stuff with poor Ty Mello and people's insane opinions about that. Um, so he really does need a reset and it's like the worst time for him to have a reset though, because the next few months for AW are so crazy with Forbidden Door and All In and All Out and and then Grand Slam. So it's like, if it's going to happen, it has to happen kind of fast. And I I don't know where they go with him. Like, I don't have any ideas. Yeah, the concerning thing is it feels like, it feels like they don't have an idea. Like, to me, and I kind of said this on Wednesday, like, I, it feels to me like, everything got kind of gummed up with his story with him and Scorpio Sky. And then instead of, like, trying to unlock what happened, they were just like, you're in this new Jericho faction, which is basically the old faction. Like, it, it, um, they never, like, addressed what the root is. And it, it just feels like all of his promos don't really come from anywhere, like, super authentic. And I, I don't mean that as, like, a, a dunk on him, but it's, like, there's nothing that's kind of standout. Like, I, I feel that way with Austin Theory and WWE, where I'm like, I, I can't say he's a bad promo, I just haven't heard anything that I'm like, oh, like 
that's where you're at or whatever. Like mm -hmm. even when he was like dunking on Darby, when he was on the heel side of this feud, he stole Ricky Starks. I love turtles kid line. And I'm like, yeah. you can't steal like, so <laughs> line like that, especially one that's like that fire that, that Ricky came out with. So it's just a bummer. I don't, I don't pretend I know people's personal lives better than they do. I think that's absurd. Um, mm -hmm. You want to marry like the hottest woman in the world who seems lovely. Good for you. Like go for it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it does feel like, they don't know whether they want him to be heel or face and they don't know what type of face or heel they want him to be. Like, I feel like um, when you're in your home state and not far from your hometown and you're not getting a crowd reaction, that's an alarming sign for, especially for an AEW crowd. Cause they go mm -hmm. hard for your hometown crowds. So it's, it's a bummer. Cause I, I think he's extremely skilled in the ring. And it, I feel like of all the four pillars, he's the one that they just never, Who's not standing? He's not the pillar that's standing. He He's has like a poor Greek pillar that has been torn <laughs> away at. <laughs> he hasn't had like a really substantial feud that defined, a, you know, a significant amount of his career. Like MJF has had multiple. Yeah. Dar Dar Darby has had more feuds than he probably should have. And he's been TNT champion and he has Sting. Jungle Boy, I mean, he was a world tag champion. He had a few with Christian that was really great. He's had a lot of opportunities. But I think because Sammy has always been a Jericho guy, I think a lot of his stuff has just been sort of superficial or centered on Jericho and doing stuff for Jericho. So he he's in this spot where they're doing the four pillars match. And like I'm supposed to think that all these guys are equal. But I think there's a clear hierarchy there, and Sammy is at the bottom. Like he has the least, I guess, proof of concept as the other guys, and it sucks because he shouldn't. Because when AW first started and he had that match with Kip Sabian, I was like, okay, these are going to be the guys. Yeah. And Kip Sabian has had, you know, his own personal issues, his own injuries and things. Uh, but Sammy hasn't done anything with that, and that's absurd to me. I think the other thing that kind of hurts with this storyline for me is. I think I think MJF and Darby Allen at full gear the year before last is one of the most underrated matches in AEW history. I think that was maybe the strongest match of the pay-per-view. It got overshadowed a little bit because you had Punk and Eddie and you of course had Kenny and Hangman, right? Like um all of that was very I don't want to say overshadowing cuz sometimes when I watch an AEW pay-per-view I'm like this is 7 hours of just like <laughs> Yeah, nonstop, right? But that match as the opener was so good. It's maybe my favorite match of Darby's was against MJF. And then mm -hmm. Jungle Boy and MJF, I think that one of the segments that they had on the mic in this was fantastic in the way that MJF was putting him over. And like there was a lot of talk about them being like the buy-in match. And I still remember like that Poison Rana on the apron that was like they had kind of one of those standout matches. So the fact that MJF and Sammy haven't like I think with the I'm going to lay down for you stuff, that was supposed to be like their connection moment and their pivotal turn. And it, it just hasn't like felt that way. A couple of people in the chat are saying it, like Sammy's ladder with Cody Rhodes was like the biggest moment. And it's yeah. true. And that was on a battle of the belts on Christmas, right? Like that's yeah. kind of like tucked away. You can't, you're never going to convince me they care about battle of the belts. They truly never have. So, um, and it just felt like they had the perfect opportunity to double turn Sky and, and Sammy and never did. So, like, where did that go? 
doesn't really feel like they they capitalize on the momentum, but and I feel like um and Sammy brought this up in his promos that he's like a multi-time TNT champion, but I feel like in the fans' mind, a lot of that gets clouded behind the convoluted Cody Rhodes interim championship situation. I feel like a lot of fans have written that off, which is unfortunate because that ladder match was good. Uh and I think Sammy as TNT champion, maybe he wasn't the best TNT champion, but I think they could have done a lot more with him, but then the whole, it all got messed up with booking. And I think in the fans mind that his TNT title runs are not even close to like Darby's, for example, when Darby sure. was TNT champion, he was like the guy and fa- fans like really believe like, okay, he is a star and Sammy does, hasn't had that opportunity. Samoa Joe was champion for like 10 minutes and I still feel like his run was awesome. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. tough too, because I feel like Sammy kind of not by any fault of his own. Um, I feel like he kind of plateaued while the grid filled in with like Daniel Garcia and Ricky Starks and Wardlow got built super hard, even though they didn't really follow up his reign, but like the pieces kind of filled in for what these pillars were supposed to be like anchoring down. And it just, um, and then of, uh, Obviously, and then you also have your Danielsons and your CM Punks coming in and, yeah. and things like that. So, but I mean, kind of in that younger up and coming crop, more more of those pieces filled in. So he's just kind of he's a little bit waffling. However, I do think that the match is going to be awesome. I, I like knowing the what I love about this is like all four of these guys are so different, right? Like MJF from a an in-ring perspective is so traditional and from a heel perspective is so conniving and Sammy's super athletic and jungle boy is super athletic, like in a, on a different level. Um, and Darby is just like, I weigh 12 pounds, but I'm going to throw <laughs> all 12 pounds of my body at you uh, as a weapon, but can also like, we saw him chain wrestle. Right. So yeah. it feels like all of them have such a different alley. So I think that the actual match that takes place is going to be so great. And I think in the framework of whatever MJF kind of devises in this is going to be, I think it'll be special. Like, I think it's going to be something that we're talking about and everybody who has had problems with the build are going to, it's going to be one of those ones where you're just like, Oh, they all kicked the coverage on, on the match. I think <laughs> like, it's, it's going to do better. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. I think so. I think so. I hope so. I mean, I'm excited for it. There's like a lot of the double or nothing card. And I said this earlier that I'm kind of iffy about uh, the tag title match in particular, but I think there's some, a lot of matches where they can really do a lot of good for people in terms of their standing in the company. I think um, Jade and Taya is one of those matches where they can really do a lot for the women's division. Will they? I have no idea. Should they? Yes, but it is what it is. Uh, And I think the four pillars match is like the greatest example of it. I think maybe it's a little bit too early for me to be throwing Sammy in that match, Um, especially because Jericho is wrestling Cole. And it's, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I hope the JAS breaks up. I want Anna J freed. I want 2.0 freed and Ty Mello. And then we can like move from there. And when Action Andretti beat Jericho, I thought that it was going to happen. And then we would see the culmination of it here. Maybe we still will. I don't know. Um, But Jericho does not need these factions. (laughs) He just doesn't. No. And I like, I completely get why you would do it. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like now I'm just literally interested in what a Jericho singles run looks like. Because we literally haven't seen it since the start of the company. Like, Mm -hmm. what does this guy who's kind of not doing as well, right? Like... 
he's been a little bit more vulnerable of late. I hate that they dropped the action and ready thing because it, it feels like, and they can still go back to it. But like the fact that this guy was getting the one up on him, they never really had like a, a feud between them. Like it, it pivoted yeah. to Starks and they didn't really go anywhere with it. I think could be really fun. Um, my dream, and I have no idea how close he is, but like if Kyle O'Reilly comes back in that unsanctioned match, that would be that would be the best. Um, I feel like I came in here and now Haley hasn't said a word. She's just like Kate never shuts up. No, no, she, she just knows that both of us <laughs> want to talk, <laughs> so she just gives us the floor. <laughs> Sometimes, like, we just get going and, like, 20 minutes pass. And talk. Then, I'm yeah. on the clock right now at work. And I was like, I'm just going to come in and interrupt the show. Haley, I used you. to have the same wall color as you when I was, like, in my I teens. hate it so much. I've had this since I was, like, 11. And I was my mom was like, you know, it's going to be your room color for the rest of your life. So choose wisely. And I was like, yeah, I want lime green walls. And I hate it. It took three coats of primer. Mine was, like, even more electric than yours. Yours is, like, actually the color of a lime. Mine was, like, neon. It took three coats of primer and two coats of paint, and my parents will never let me forget it because they were the ones that painted it back before they sold my house and I was at college, so. <laughs> so you guys sound less hyped going into this pay-per-view. I'm excited about some things. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, I'm just overall, I feel like AW's on a great run, but there's a lot of stuff going on that I'm just not into. And I feel like a lot of stories that I were in, that I was into have been dropped or, you know, mishandled. There's like talents like Ricky Starks that I expected to be in a better spot going into double or nothing, which to me, I feel like is AW's second biggest pay-per-view behind, uh, all out. Uh, and he's not, and you know, the Jericho Adam Cole stuff has been salvaged for me, but I'm still like a little bit confused about Adam Cole and like what they're doing with him. Uh, the women's stuff, I feel like I don't, I have, I'm neutral on it. Like I'm not that into it. Uh, the big things I'm excited for though, are the elite and black bull combat club. No way. No way. <laughs> it's so no shocking. Way. You guys are excited <laughs> for the elite. The elite could do anything, and I'd be like, "Yeah, match of the year." <laughs> it's true. I think no, the, the story's been great. It's to, to me, yeah. it's the best story in wrestling right now. I'm I'm with you on it. I'm really curious uh, with in terms of the Blackpool Combat Club Danielson uh, because he was kind of away and he came back and he just decided he was just going to fit into the mold with these other guys who had turned heel. Um, I'm really interested to see where the Blackpool Combat Club goes from there, I, I, would, I wouldn't be mad at Danielson Moxley too. Um, sure. Some, some kind of thing with that. Uh, but like the vibes with the Blackpool Combat Club are so interesting because Wheeler Yuta, <laughs> well, Claudio's just there, but Wheeler Yuta is also insane and feral. So he's like the feral stepchild. <laughs> so I'm really into it. Um, and then also Christian because he's Christian and I love him. Dude, this Christian run has been so underrated. Like, he's doing such fun work. When he, I forget where they were. It was, I think, Detroit. And he was just getting booted in the building just yes. for existing. I messaged Alex Belowski and was like, is there some wrestling history thing that I don't know about with Christian? 
like, was there some match that I don't remember from years I wasn't watching? And I was like, er, are they just like giving him heat? And I was like, they're just giving him heat. It was like, not that I remember, but it was, it was like that kind of heat, like where something had happened. Like it was like, if you, you know, sent, um, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels to, to Canada or whatever, like it yeah. was that kind of like personal heat that I was like from a man Christian all right like that rules um it's the turtleneck I think we're conditioned to see a black turtleneck you know this turtleneck Kylie no I'm with Kylie on this Haley Gap Zaddy Christian it's killing it for me right now I love it I'm a little older than you guys too so it's like he's in like not age appropriate crush territory but not like as it's not as weird it's like he's not my dad's age you know but like it's uh I'm I'm digging I'm digging Gab's Eddie Christian. It just gives me like Steve Jobs energy or like the rock. <laughs> like, I don't, the rock. <laughs> like you know that one picture of the Oh my god. My only issue with this thing with Christian is I don't at all care about Luchasaurus. <laughs> like even a little. He's just there. Like if he yeah, does something really interesting. Like, I don't know what you would do with him, like make him win Christian's matches for him or something. But I did, and I said this earlier, I feel like evil Luchasaurus has a longer way to go than babyface uh, Jurassic Express Luchasaurus. Like, I feel like his character direction, there's more places they can go with it. If they turn him babyface again, I don't know. He needs he needs to be a heel and go with it. Like, he needs stability. Luchasaurus, he's from a broken home. Uh, he was a, a baby face, then a heel, then a baby face, then a heel. He needs a support system. He should be with Big Show if he's going to flip back and forth that much, right? Like, he should. They could make it a thing. They could be like, I go one week and baby face the next. Like, they could put that on um, Collision or something. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. That feels rampaging. But I will say, um, uh, one of our our Wednesday night hosts on the Mark Order, he has a son, and I don't know a lot of adults that are like I love Luchasaurus, but his son was like, wasn't he a good guy? <laughs> he was like, yeah, but now he's bad. And he was like, I think there's still good in him. <laughs> I that's so sweet. I was like, that's who that's for. That's who that is for. There's no um, good in him. There's, That's I so think pure. they're so good in him. <laughs> Such a sweet, sweet That's thing. So That's what Luchasaurus is for, right? Like, he's a yeah. mostly dinosaur, but um, I'm with you on Christian. I'm a little more excited about some of these stories, like in the cycles wrapping up. I'm intrigued to see if there's any big surprises because I like, I can't think of anybody on the free agent market other than the obvious, right? Um, yeah. But I also think, you know, I, I was thinking the same thing about Starks and Sean had said, not reported, but had said, not reported, but said um, that he thinks like AEW didn't think they were going to get Jay Lethal up until like kind of the last minute. So they didn't really know what they were like. We have to have him debut because everybody is upset that Cody didn't win at Mania. So we're going to capitalize on that. And then they like didn't really know what to kind of do next. I assume with the Juice Robinson angle, they had an idea, right? But um, he was like, I, I I, think part of, he was like, I think that why that didn't feel so on solid footing was because they just didn't think they were going to land the guy and thought he was going yeah. to WWE. 
which which would track right because it's Ricky Starks who they've established is important and Jay Lethal who we know is important from the free agent market and neither of them have necessarily felt like super important in in this feud um but I do think like there's no way that's not going to be special in the ring right yeah I I'm I'm kind of into the bullet club gold thing like this whole Juice Robinson them coming from New Japan and not being I say Jay Lethal and not Jay White. You did. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was going to time out some people in the chat because I thought they were ribbing me. And then I was like, I think I said Jay Lethal. <laughs> no, I know, but I know what you meant. And that's all that matters. I meant Jay Dubs. I just meant Jay Dubs. <laughs> uh, I, I think it'll be interesting um, going into like Forbidden Door season, what they do with that. Um, and also, I just think the idea that the Bullet Club is now in, like, every promotion <laughs> is so funny. Um, I hate the Bullet Club Gold name. Did we talk about this already? Oh, yeah, well, Bullet Club Gold is, like, a bad name. But I like Jay White and Juice Robinson together. Like 100%. I love that. But it feels like an American Express card, right? That's not just me. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's giving subscription service. <laughs> like, it's giving hotel upgrade. <laughs> but like a Hilton. Not even like a where you're like, oh, nice hotel. But not like the fanciest hotel. Not the hotels that Kylie and I stay in. <laughs> Listen, this is like a good segue. One time Kaylee and I stayed at a hotel in um, fake Chicago, Hoffman Estates. Sure, yeah. And not Chicago, Chicago? No, yeah, Ch Chicago light. Mm -hmm. Um and we stayed in this hotel and we broke multiple toilets in this hotel. Not we didn't, or my sister did. Hold and on. Haley. And Haley. That was not me. Haley. Haley, do you want me to embarrass you publicly and tell the story? Or are you just what? take responsibility? What type of broken are we talking? So we, we got this hotel room. First of all, we were supposed to have two queen beds. They were somehow out of it. We had one giant like California king bed. Nice. All right. So, which there were multiple of us in this room. So it, it worked out fine because we could all just sleep in the bed. But my sister uses the bathroom, somehow breaks the toilet. Then Haley uses the bathroom in the broken toilet. So like she's out of service. She's out of commission. But across the hall, there was the gym. So we were just using the bathroom in the gym. And then somehow they, they break that one too. Colby broke that one. <laughs> So then we were just like peeing in the shower and stuff because <laughs> I was not gonna pee in that shower and I didn't. The front desk guy was terrifying and we were not gonna call him into our room of all women. It was oh not come on, that guy's seen more than you guys did damage. There's no way. There's no way. But listen, listen. A hotel in fake Chicago. You don't think they've seen worse things? He yelled at us in the lobby. We wouldn't even talk. We were we were sitting on the couch in the lobby waiting for our friends. And so, like, we're on the couch, and there's people being actually loud by this water cooler. And he comes up behind us and, like, puts his hands on the back of the couch and, like, sticks his head between us. And is like, I need you to be quiet in my lobby. My guests are sleeping. And I'm like, we weren't even talking, first of all. We were silent. We were on our phones. And that's when I knew that this man could not be trusted. Okay. Well, we're going to talk to Jay White and Juice Robinson, and you're going to start staying at nicer hotels whenever you go places. You're gonna get those gold upgrades because you were staying at like hotel, like Hell? brown hotel, green hotel, not even on like the metal spectrum. 
We got a noise complaint. There were brown recluse fighters. But like in my head, we were what goes on in fake Chicago? But like in my head, we were only gonna be there for one night because we were flying out the night right after all out. So we didn't want to book the another another night and have to go all the way back to the hotel, check out, and then go to the airport. So we just booked the night and I was like, okay, like what's the cheapest? And like what has space for all of us who are going to be in this room? And it was the only one. So that's how that ended up happening. I will never, ever stay there nope. again. It was no, I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I book I book good hotels, but like in my head, I was like, oh, we're balling on a budget. We're going to get the cheapest possible. Yeah, and you're going to be there for 10 minutes, right? Like, Yeah, because we're going in and we're going out. Like, it's not like we're staying on this trip for multiple days. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. And first of all... <laughs> Nope. But also, it was like it wasn't even like a great hotel room. It was actually kind of dark and terrifying. So, moral of the story: um, always pay for the better did hotel. You, always did you it. rate them on TripAdvisor? Did you carry it up? You gotta carry it sometimes. I did because also like a couple weeks later, um, our friends who were also staying in the hotel. They got charged five hundred dollars from this guy, the front desk guy who we, we hated, for having, for having like unregistered guests in the room. But it was just us knocking on their door to go get them to like go to IHOP or something. And he was like, "They're unregistered guests." I had a room. I I had checked in. Also, like, what a snitch! You don't get that yeah. money. What a nerd. Yeah, and his bad coffee in the lobby. <laughs> Never again. Never. I'd rather die. I'd rather I'd spider come back to haunt me and bite me when I die. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Ryan is in the chat telling the story because I was going to bring this up anyway. The amount of research I did for a hotel that we were staying at for one night around the Jericho cruise, let me tell you, the in-depth, over-the-top research that I did of like, this is a 12-minute Uber ride to the port. This one is closer to the airport, but whatever. Went in like pretty pretty deep on the research. We agreed on a hotel. We get there. The elevator is broken and Ryan's room had broken air conditioning. I got upgraded to a suite for no reason. <laughs> like it's gorgeous, huge king size bed. Uh it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Ryan had to hang out with us while the temperature in his room <laughs> came back down and then he had to switch rooms anyway. But out of all the all the fruits of my labor were just useless because I I over-researched on hotels. I normally do, but it's like that one trip. And I wasn't even sure if Haley was coming until like last minute. Uh well, I wasn't sure how many people were coming. So I was like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to be out and about. It's like, it's not a big deal. It was a big deal, turns out. It was a big deal. Uh, and we left that toilet broken, too, by the way. As, well, first of all, I would, too, after the nonsense in the lobby. Like, I'm not going out of my way to do you favors if you're like, you silent people, stop talking. I'm like, I'm out. It was so scary, too. Like, my, my, I feel like my soul left my body. Because I didn't see him or hear him. And he's just like, comes well, up. Why would why you not? think that guy's talking to you? You weren't speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people by the water cooler literally talking and screaming right next to guests. They doors. were literally drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never again. Gross. Haley, what match are you most looking forward to? I'll see you later. 
obviously. The elite. What do, I should ask what's your second favorite match that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm going to say, I would say the women's matches. I'm excited uh, to kind of see how they go. Uh, Jade and Taya specifically. Because um, we talked about it uh, earlier. But I think that Jade kind of needs a refresh in a different direction. Um, so I would like to see her drop the title here. But... You know, so I'm gonna throw this bucket at you because I really like it, and of course came from Pulaski because he's got a great mind for this stuff. Wouldn't it have been so great if Jade dropped the title to like Tony Storm or Ruby Soho, and then they she's all pissed, and so she has a reason to be on the good girl side for the like originals versus outcast thing of like great. right yeah. of her being like, why would I help you out? I already got my title, I'm undefeated, and then her it all comes to an end and now you have Jade Cargill goddess among women like strongest human being on earth in this match where she could look so great like she could do so much damage and she has an impetus to be on that side because like truly part of what's missing for me with this whole story is like how logically are you not trying to get Jade Cargill in your group like either side to be honest um yeah She's like undefeated. She looks like a kajillion dollars. She's strong. She would do so much damage in a match like that. Like, no offense to like Sheeta or Riho or anybody, but like, <laughs> like it just even even Darling Willow, who I adore to the ends of the earth. It's just like Jade Cargill would be the number one person on that list, right? So um, that feels like it's been missing for me. In addition to like, um, we just can't. How many times are is it going to be like, oh, cool, Jade squashed people. I feel like you took the baddies off of her. She should be vulnerable, right? Like, mm-hmm. does, it feels like they're stalling. It feels like they're stalling for, for Chris to come back. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I am excited. I, I feel like Taya was brought in as such a big deal that she just got booked to work rampages that are like, we're on at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> special start time yeah that's been her whole run like just by by happenstance is these rampages that are on at like the weirdest time so i'm with you though i think people are forgetting like how great tony storm versus jamie hater is gonna be because um like a lot of people are a little more sour on how long the story's taking to unfold but i'm like well in ring that's gonna rule though because both those girls lay it in <laughs> so yeah if they get time like, yes. I would love yeah. to see a long women's, you know, singles match. Because we don't we don't really get those in AEW. And, like, Jade, AEW acts like she's on an island. Like, she's not actually part of the, you know, women's division. And I guess that's she's on so, Rampage Island. Yeah, it's so dumb. So, I would, I would love to see this pay-per-view be, like, a strong women's pay-per-view. That would girls. be nice. That would be nice. I'm also, like, there's a lot of women that are like have been injured that are available or just like people that aren't on TV that could be like um, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering like what her status is. And Chris obviously I think is the the biggest powerhouse that's kind of sidelined at the moment, but Serena Deeb, like there's, there's a lot of people that are kind of missing in the zeitgeist for a, a number of, of reasons. Um I don't know how much you guys have been watching ROH, but like this Athena run is not going to be contained to ROH for much longer. I don't think like, mm-hmm. it's just too damn good. <laughs> so lots of stuff that they can do with this women's division. 
I definitely agree. Okay. Are you guys going? To Double or Nothing? To Double or Muffin? No. I wanted to go, but like the flights were just too expensive. Like, yeah, just, of course. Are you doing anything in this upcoming run? Because it's insane. Are you doing Forbidden Door or you're just taking, yeah, taking the spring summer? We might, we might do All Out if we can swing that. If nice. we do it. Fake Chicago. Well, I know where you're not staying. Yeah, you can work on the list. I will pay premium places. Just I will pay for your hotel. You ain't staying and broken <laughs> toilet. Easy. Gonna charge you $500 for no reason, Bill. We're out of there. No I, I, I would be shocked if that hotel is still standing. Like, That's a very good point. You might not have it as an option because it might have been like set on fire. <laughs> oh wow Val is saying Val who's the best by the way is saying that it's not in not Chicago it's in Chicago proper that's right I do like Chicago proper yeah you can just be like we're gonna take the L not like why are we in a field there's literally in Hoffman Estates there's like an IHOP and a Chipotle and like that's the whole city <laughs> <laughs> And like, there's a movie theater a couple miles away. Target, like, yeah, it sounds like my hometown, which is not the vibes that you want to go for. Like where I live. <laughs> Hard pass. I like Chicago proper. I love her. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. such a great city. The other carry my luggage through downtown Chicago. We went to Staples because we needed to get stuff to make posters for All Out. And there's an escalator in the staples. Okay, so they were at Starbucks, and I was like, "And your bus gets here." Yeah, or your train. So I was like, "I'll, I'll just meet you guys at Starbucks," and I have all my stuff. And so I get there, and they're like, "Well, we want to make posters." So then we're just wheeling my luggage down the streets of downtown Chicago to Staples, and then I'm like definitely afraid of escalators as it is, and now I gotta carry my like fifty pound suitcase up the escalator. <laughs> It was pretty wild. Say by the bell timeout. You're afraid of escalators? Yeah, I think it's just like the movement, like something in my head, like it just freaks me out. I've gotten better about it, but so it's not like an Alex Mack possibility. It's not that you're scared about getting like sucked into the. As a kid, I was, but I feel like sure. that's fair because you know you're small. Yeah. It's more just like the motion of it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But I've I gotten worse. I did good. Kylie can attest. <laughs> you logged that suitcase up. I just have this vision of you like getting on and quickly turning around to yank your suitcase up with you and going up backwards. <laughs> I okay. So are you overpackers, underpackers, and moderate packers when you go to pay-per-views? I overpack. I you underpack. Pack. You want to okay? She went to she went to Chicago with a fanny pack. I did. I just had a fanny pack. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. I was only going to be there for like thirty six hours. Okay, she said she overpacks. Are you using that to your advantage? Because you're like, oh, well, Haley will have it. Whatever I don't have. We were in Chicago for thirty six hours, and Haley had multiple bags. Or were you like? <laughs> 
were you like, oh my gosh, our hotel will be so beautiful and luxurious to have everything I could possibly need? If you need me to bring something, like I'll bring it since you guys aren't like bringing bags or like paying for checked bags. Like I can mom bring it bag, whatever. You're and the mom bag girl. Yes. But mm-hmm. she was like, no, like we're good. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> and then well, she we were there for 36 hours. You like, got a fanny pack. <laughs> I did. Literally. Nothing else. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just, it does seem, it does seem maybe inadequate for more than going out for five hours, one might think. She had everything she needed in there. She had an extra shirt. She had her toothbrush. Like, <laughs> she had her ID. Like, everything. I'm dying to see what happened at the airport when they were like, what's in this? Oh, this whole girl's overnight is in this. We just x-rayed it and it was fine. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Are you, what do you overpack on? Shoes? Are you a shoes overpacker? Yes. Okay. Shoes. And I always like to bring like an extra pair of like pants or something just in case. I've always been like that. Respect. See, at least you guys travel with girls. I always travel with boys, and they're the worst. They'll just be like, oh, I forgot pants or whatever. I'm like, how do you forget the most fundamental things in the world? I forgot my pants. It's bad. I left my good pants at home. If I'm going on a trip, I have to start packing like almost a week in advance so I don't forget things because my ADHD brain will not like (laughs) I always forget something but if I just throw it in as I don't need it see how you've adjusted your behavior I just still pack two hours before I forget a bunch of things (laughs) and I've got like seven years on you so I think I think looking for you for adjusting your behavior not me Oh. Ryan's getting sassy in the chat. Ryan's a good packer. The other maniacs, the ones that I end up sharing a room with when I go to like Baltimore or whatever, maniacs. Boys, boys are just boys. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about boys, but they're just not sanitary. <laughs> it's true. They're just like true. dirty. I will say, though, as far as, like, dudes to go to a wrestling show with, because we know what the bottom to the middle level of hygiene for dudes to go to a wrestling show with. I gotta say, the dudes that they're like, we are applying deodorant, and we take showers. Like, that's really all I need. Just do that. The guy sat next to it all out, smelled like B.O. the whole time, and I wanted to move so bad, but I couldn't. (laughs) Guys, there was a dude in front of us at Final Battle, okay? Like, what we thought was going to be the finalist of battles. This was the last pay-per-view of the last ROH. Very emotional roller coaster pay-per-view, because no one knew what was happening. Very, like, actual heartstrings, right? There were some people that we knew that were in this promotion that didn't know if they were going to have jobs. The guy in front of us, I turned to my friend, and I was like, I don't know how to describe it other than this guy smells like Fritos and ass. <laughs> and that is literally exactly what he... My friends were both like, on the nose, Hensler, like, they, <laughs> like they were like, that is what that smell is. It smells like Fritos and ass. They smell and I'm like trying not to cry because I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, Daniel said in a video. Oh my god, Daniel said in a video. Like, just, just a mess. Just a mess. And then this guy, you would just get like a waft. And you're like, ugh. 
Yikes. I literally just I'm like, like <laughs> full body like It makes you want to shower and you're not the one that needs to shower. It's so gross. I know. Gross. And it it's like, do they not smell themselves? Like are they so used to the stench that they just can't smell it anymore? My That's God. Like, Brutal. It's, oh now I can't stop thinking about it. Like I can envision I the smell. Like I know fellas <laughs> in the chat, you should know. You should be taking notes. Be like, all you have to do is give yourself a, just give yourself a whiff. Make sure that Wash you're good. And Wash also, I don't know why a lot of guys don't, but like they don't use like a washcloth or like a loofah. Like you need to exfoliate. They use yeah. their hands. Oh, boy, like, they're so gross. We should change the title of this to just like, Haley, Kylie, and Kate shoot on boys. Top <laughs> <laughs> 10 things I hate about men. <laughs> and wrestlers. Wash your gear. How about that shit, huh? If you are a wrestler, wash your gear. I ain't hanging out backstage or doing commentary with people that don't wash their gear. Dan Barry will yell at you. I've seen it happen. And if you feel like you have to ask someone if you smell, you smell. You do. There it is. <laughs> See? 100%. See? Free advice. You're welcome. For a bunch of dudes who are probably like, Oh, I'm a nice guy. Why can't I get a girlfriend? Because you smell. Because you're nice, but you smell. All right? Wash your ass. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's all we ask? Like, bare minimum? Just like, like just do this for now. So I'm going to be in the same room as you. Anybody that's watching this that also goes to GCW, you're the problem, okay? Oh, GCW are so bad. <laughs> my fav- Okay, so my favorite GCW story, I went to Tournament of Survival because I'm an idiot, and it was in Atlantic City, and there was a guy in front of me who had a NASCAR hat that said, eat ass. <laughs> and he turned around, literally did not say a word to me, and offered me his hotel key. And <laughs> I was like... This? Uh, oh gosh, pre-pandemic. Oof. Second one, maybe? I was gonna say, I went last year, and I feel like I know what you're talking about. My god, he, he, he seemed like a regular... I will put it that way. And I was like, I'm just coming here to watch Deathmasters and hang out with Kevin Gill. That's all I wanted to do that day. And uh, he just turned around and gave me a hotel key. And I was like, first of all, you did not see me. Like, you are taking a bigger risk than you even realized. And second of all, like, I'm good. But third of all, I was like, I wish I had that level of confidence. I I'm, don't want it to be that misdirected. But that guy was like... I'm going to turn around and give this girl my hotel key. She's probably going to take it. I'm probably going to get laid with my eat-ass NASCAR hat. Like, imagine being that confident. <laughs> I wish I were. There's so many things that I want to say, but I won't. Because <laughs> I would get in a lot of trouble if I speak. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what the DMs are for. Anyway, this is a show about wrestling. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> sure. I should probably go back to work at some point. It's fine. I love how it's, I think this is the longest show we've ever done of Tag Talk or like any show together. I, I love have it. a propensity to do that. It's good vibe. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I came on right when you guys were like wrapping up. No, it's, we were talking about Jade Cargill. And you know what? We've come full circle. <laughs> we talked about Jade. <laughs> Fair. We took a detour to get there. We made our way back, though. We did. We did. Listen, Ryan. 
I do plenty of shows that aren't two hours. I just also do shows that are two hours. <laughs> something wrong with that, Ryan. As if people are like, oh, you and Alex talk for two hours about NXT. And I'm like, no, we don't. We talk about NXT for like 10 minutes. And the rest of it is us singing <laughs> and doing puns on Tuesday nights. Like, we don't actually talk about NXT for that long. It's the other stuff that makes us go long. You know Very what? little wrestling analysis that. and a lot of singing and <laughs> Nobody and that watches what? a review You're show good. watches NXT. It's like a 50-50 split. So. You, that's fair. You know what? <laughs> I think that's a good statistic. I think that's valid. It's pretty good, right? Are they not yeah. entertained? <laughs> <laughs> you give them what NXT doesn't. Entertainment. Thank and you. you know what? They should respect it. I would say that Alex's original characters have more creative continuity than NXT, for sure. Undoubtedly. It's probably true. Yeah. It's pretty great. I feel like we could do the math and, like, make a graph or something. We probably could. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to work since my work day's over in a few minutes. I should probably see if I can anything else. <laughs> Thanks for letting me come on here and be unhinged. I love you guys. You do not book any more hotels without talking to me first. All right, young ladies. All right. Got to hit leave studio and not end broadcast. Got to hit leave studio and not end broadcast. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> that was a good time, guys. We should have Kate on more often. Oh, that was great. I love when we have like little guests because we like to host by ourselves, but we love a guest. Like, yeah, we haven't. I think because I did like the special guest series, but like yeah. I don't think the two of us have had a third, like for the whole show. Because like we were going to with Brillo, but then I had emergency surgery. <laughs> But we're going to go back, and then we're going to have Hunter, and it's going to be four people on screen, and it's going to be chaotic. So. True tag talk. It's a real tag team match. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Never mind. Okay, do you want to do your plugs instead? Uh, Sure. So um, you're probably back before we hit two hours. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk fast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter uh, at Haley at underscore. Uh you can also subscribe to my Substack, The Wrestling Muse. I'm working on another piece right now. It should be up sometime this week. But I published one about the carousel room um at the showboat in Atlantic City, and I got a lot of uh quotes and things from fans that frequent GCW shows there and other wrestling shows. And I'm really proud of it. So I would love if you guys check that out. Um, also, I should have an announcement coming this week. I know I said that last week. It got derailed. But we're back on track. So stay tuned to my Twitter for that because it's really exciting. Okay. Um, but that's that, I think. You know, we need a check, Haley checklist. Uh, I just realized, super chat, one for my sister. Hi from me and Brandon. Hello. Um, one from Caden. Seahawk got to see me lose my mind for the elite. Um, congratulations. Um, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> my plugs. I was like, what was I talking about? My plugs. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie because everything I'm doing there. Thank you guys so much for being a trooper. 
um, with my nephew here and noise and everything. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Um, this is Fightful Overbooked. There's lots of cool things on this channel. If you are not subscribed to Fightful Overbooked, what are you doing with your life? Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. There's so many great people on here like Kate and me and Haley um, and Kaden, question mark. <laughs> but anyway, if you're watching this after we go live, hi. Uh, we talked a lot about the elite, not so much about Double or Nothing. So if you want to talk about Double or Nothing in the comments, I will be there. I will respond to your comments. Uh, we can talk Double or Nothing or Double or Nothing Past, whatever you want to talk about. Weird men in hotels. Sure. Um Oh, so Corey's right. Rob and Maggie. Love Rob and Maggie. Um, just, everyone at Fightful Overbooked is like so wholesome. Everyone at Fightful is wholesome, but like there's something special about the bonds of all of us who, who do shows on Fightful Overbooked. I don't know what it is. It's like a little family. Yeah, like we're all just so close. Uh, and I really love it. Uh, I think I did all that. Like this video, comment, you know, YouTube, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we'll see you guys next week, Monday, 3 p.m., right here. Same same place. Say we're, we're going to talk about Double or Nothing. And we'll see you guys. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.